The entire team at the Emsolation Podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians and cultures of the lands and seas on which we live and work. We pay our respects to all First Nations peoples, elders and ancestors. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and stand in solidarity towards a shared future. I personally want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I record this podcast every week, the Wurundjeri people. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place I call home. Always was, always will be. M. Rossiano. I can do it as long as I'm not tired. Oh my God, I've just become my father. And Michael Lucas. It's either torture or my personal vision of heaven. This is M. Salation. It explains your decorating style. Because you've just constantly felt like, more. <laughs> more is need more. More is needed. Leopard print. Where is it? <laughs> Neon. Fluorescent colours. Add a vintage Barbie. Quick. You're in Emsolation. Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain and a podcaster. And together with my best friend since I was 11. Screenwriter. <laughs> what else am I? <laughs> I didn't know. Anyway. You had one job. Screenwriter, podcaster, M's friend, Michael Lucas. Wow. Who Rob Mills said had perfect pitch. (laughs) He said he has good pitch, but then he heard my goat scream. That's Michael. No, it's not. Yeah. That is... Like Perfect. I've got relative I've got relative pitch and that is Perfect. bang on. Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, you heard that. Yeah, of course. I listen. Oh, I listen you... to your podcast. I didn't assume. I don't know. Unlike some of your friends, clearly. I can't well Rob doesn't. I know. But he listened to this one. I can't talk about that. I'm too upset about it. But Rob's sales have gone through the roof and I lost listeners, so all's well that ends well for <laughs> women and straight white men. Yay! It's a circle of life and it trashes us all. You're here in the intro. People aren't used to that. Mm. Are you across the backlash I've copped about Rob? I'm across you talking about the backlash. Mm. Mm. Only backlash from women who listen mm. to our podcast and mm. were surprised that I went strong on feminist issues. They were shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they've been listening to. Mm. But anyway, I just want to assure everyone Rob's fine. He's released a statement. He's doing well. Thank you. Is he? Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. You're here because we're doing this on a Wednesday night. I know, I know. God. But it's so close. I mean, if it imagine if something happens. Don't. No, it won't. It won't. I don't know why I always think that. Touch wood. But Mm. it would be what would no, don't even say it. It can't Mm. be. So much to get through. First of all, let's get this out of the way. Not out of the way. It's exciting. I'm doing the hard launch of the Emsolation end of term party. Wednesday, December 14, at the National Theatre in St Kilda. Mm -hmm. Tickets go on sale for patrons this Monday and then G-Pub on Thursday, 3rd of November, and there's VIP tickets this time. Oh, yeah. And when you say party, we just want to clarify, like, you get a seat, you sit down, you can drink in your seat. It's not like you have to be up and raving all night. Or or is it... No. You sit and you watch us. That's right. And I'm going to be doing a a lot of singing. Lots of singing. Barely do the podcast. It's mainly going to be a 90s sing-along with Sean on the piano. Really? Just take requests. Brilliant. Oh, my God. <laughs> As I said. Basically, this is, if you just hooked up YouTube, it would be our Saturday night Pretty, only. Yes. And we should do that one night, Saturday night YouTube party just with us and the Emsolators. They'd love it. 
I think that'd be really great. And we have to make sure that we have the shitty thing where we haven't paid for YouTube to have it without ads. So everyone has to sit through. <laughs> Hang on, we'll be able to skip. Oh, no, so we've got to wait the full 30 seconds. Just bear with us. I bought premium YouTube. Oh, my God. I crossed to the dark side. You know how we vowed we'd never do it. I didn't. Uh, I didn't I, yeah, I, I'm astonished. You still refuse to? Has it changed your life? Well, it has. yeah. It has. Yeah. It's, it's worth it. Yeah. You, also, you can get a three-month trial. Yeah. But, oh, my God, it's a whole new world. Mm. My internet watching is now firmly divided into two portions of my life, mm. pre-premium and post. Mm. It's really good. Mm. So, yeah, there's a VIP ticket. You get exclusive access to a pre-show Q&A with you and I, mm-hmm. and you get a great seat within the first four rows. You get photos and footage from VIP and early access to the auditorium. Uh, it's very exciting. Mm. So that is Melbourne only. We're not live streaming it. We'll take it on the road next year, depending on mine and Michael's schedules, but we do want to. But at this point in time, you have to be there to see it. Absolutely no live stream. If you're in Melbourne, December 14th, National Theatre St Kilda. It's going to be lots of fun. But first, play the music. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. While floods overwhelmed suburbs and towns in Victoria and New South Wales last week, Michael, mm-hmm. the Bureau of Meteorology, a.k.a. the bomb, <laughs> decided that it was probs the perfect time for a bit of a brand refresh, a tiz-up, a facelift, a zhuzh. <sighs> they spent 220000 on the overhaul. Mm. which spectacularly crescendoed into them requesting the public and the media no longer refer to them as the bomb. What did they want to be called? The Bureau. The Bureau. Which is the name of a film and a TV show. And it's also what people call the FBI. Correct. That is correct. And I like to think maybe when they were coming up with this idea, they liked that. Like, they're like, oh, we're like the FBI, but climate nerds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's how they see themselves. Uh, it, it, yeah. Yeah, so let's let's just keep going. The thing that I made me giggle was the press release I actually just sent to the media, right? Yeah. And it was really snitchy. Please update style guide reference for the Bureau of Meteorology to ensure it is called by its full name in the first instance, the Bureau of Meteorology, followed by the Bureau, not the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the rationale? Well, I'll tell you. So they, they felt that here. I wrote down their exact... Until now... This is from The Bomb. Until now, our name and visual identity were expressed differently across content and channels. Mm. Feedback from a wide range of customers, partners and stakeholders Mm. and staff have been that this variability can sometimes impact negatively on the effectiveness of our messaging. Mm. So Mm. we got to change the whole thing. Mm. That's why they did it. So they hired a company, a marketing firm called The C Word. What? I mean, straight away, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you really got to think. I'm not sure you're calibrating things so that you know how that they they land. Because like, <laughs> some only men would find that funny. Like mm. only men, and also the C is lowercase. Mm. Oh, that makes it even more vivid in a way. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. They decided 18 months ago that this needed to happen. So they've spent mm. 18 months. Mm. 
and specifically paid $70,000 for the name mm. idea, the mm. Bureau, which was already within their name, so mm. they didn't go too hard. Mm. I would have liked Weather Wizards. Weather Wizards tearing up Monument Point. It's kind of an all-hands-on-deck type situation. Mm. Like, pay me 20000 and you can have weatherwizards.com. Mm. I think that's much better. Mm. And the thing with this is the bomb have huge issues, right? Mainly around doing what they're supposed to be able to do, which is predict catastrophic weather events, accurately tell people what's coming in the future, long forecasts, but just information being available. And what they need to do is fix their fucking website. Mm. Have you seen the website? It's a schmozzle. <laughs> it's an ADHD nightmare. Oh, really? Oh, God. It is really confusing compared to, like, when you go to the Apple weather app. But see, the weird thing, it's making me realise now, any affection or loyalty I had was simply because it was called The Bomb, and that sounds fun. It's the perfect name. Yeah. They have a short name that is the correct acronym for their business. Mm. It's the website, bomb.com.au, and, like, it's, it's it's the kind of brand association... Wait, dream marketers dream of. I know. It's colloquial. It's cool. It feels like we're the country that would call them the bomb. Yeah. So we love that aspect of it. Exactly. And so, like, I I just don't understand why. And and there are so many other things they need to fix, like the toxic work culture, for example. The, the place is not a great place to work. There's been multiple complaints from staff about behind-the-scenes alleged bullying and not being paid for overtime and no fatigue management. And so it feels like the house is on fire yeah. and they've chosen to just pot some plants out the front mm. rather than hosing the fire off. Mm. And so I I just don't understand over 18 months with all these catastrophic once-in-a-lifetime weather events occurring every three months, mm. why they felt this is where they should throw the money? Mm. I just... And, and to announce it during some terrible flooding, mm. again... And then it gets worse. So they they send out the press release. And on the bottom of the press release is written the Twitter handles of their new brand. Mm. And the first thing you do when you decide to rebrand and you want to take on a website or you check a copyright, you check if it's available, you see if someone else has got it, don't oh you, God. Michael? Oh, my God. Don't you? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's this is so it's astonishing. It's just a quick Google. Yeah. Isn't it? Can I just say we do this when we're naming fake businesses in TV shows. It's just standard. I, I, I Like, we could be, even when we're naming, like, characters that only have one line, we do a full Google. We absolutely assess everything just to make sure. And we get a legal team involved. And this is on, like, low-budget Australian productions. To imagine that someone would attempt to rebrand without just checking out, just doing a simple thing. I, it, I, yeah, I truly, I need a royal commission into I this. I do too! But I need it just because it sounds like it'd be really entertaining. <laughs> it sounds like the fucking games. Yeah. It sounds like a working dog. Yeah, Utopia, absolutely. Where's our name? Didn't need it. On a logo? Mm-mm. Not when you've got something that strong. Uh, except for the fact that if it was pitched... You, you wouldn't believe no, it. No, it, it's just too stupid. You just, you just wouldn't believe it. So, like... The press release goes out with mm. the Twitter handles. And so, you know, the general public straight away, some, you know, people in the media, people about, mm. about Twitter users go and check the Twitter. Mm. Oh, it doesn't exist. Oh, so it's up for grabs. So 
fucking G-pub, they grab the Twitter handles. <laughs> <laughs> because the bomb, over 18 months of having this rebranding in process, sent out a press release with the Twitter handles before checking if they could have said Twitter handles. My God. It is wild to me. I don't understand. I just... And one Twitter user who managed to grab it and changed it from at bureau underscore New South Wales, changed it to dubbomb.com. Yeah. He made some demands and said, you can have the Twitter handle back from me if you, one, give me a weather balloon, I'll settle for a regular one, two, a signed photo of Sunrise's weatherman Sam Mack, and three, the power to manipulate the weather like Halle Berry in X-Men. Hang on to something. (laughs) (laughs) But the, the... the thing of it is, when you narrow it down, and I also want to point out, they didn't tell their staff who are already overworked and exhausted. This is what, and we also have to say as well, yeah, happening in a time of intense flooding, like when it is a grave, grave time. We're going into our third El Nino year. Um, you, you know, Victoria is half of it is underwater. Every time you click on a map, it said there might be flood interruptions. Like my it, house it, literally flooded last night. Did it? Yeah, my whole wardrobe. <gasps> yeah. It's okay, I'm not talking about it, but yeah. Mm. And we were on the bomb constantly trying to see if more weather was coming. Mm. But it's just this the poor bomb staff, and they're who are copying it, right? Mm-hmm. So this whole thing happens and the public going, what are you doing? Mm. So they send out the press release with the unchecked Twitter mm. handles and the snitchy demands and don't tell the staff. Mm. So all of a sudden all the phones are blowing up, mm. websites, complaints, confused people, how do we how do we find out our weather information? And the staff are walking around going, what the fuck's going on? What do you mean? Mm. Ch- I didn't know we're changing our name. No one told us. And then they've also come forward and said if they don't refer to it as the Bureau, they get treated like naughty school children at mm. work. So I just want to, just in case anyone is confused, the Bureau of Meteorology during a absolute weather crisis, climate crisis, attempted to start their own nickname. Mm. Let's be very clear about mm. what's going on. I know. And also, you speak as someone who tried. yourself tried to start a nickname. What were you, Jet? Jet. Lena Dunham learned, don't declare yourself a gay icon if you're not one. <laughs> and the bomb have tried to start a cool nickname that no one... No one the weirdest thing is they had a cool nickname! Agreed! The absolute coolest! That's the bomb! What other government agency... How's anything as good? If only the ATO. I mean, they must have looked at it and went, I wish our letters came together to be something exciting. Atto. That's what have we got? We've got nothing. You know, the C... We can't even rearrange them. The C word in bomb could... The the C bomb. They could get together and (laughs) fuck everything, which is what they did. But they have now backtracked. Oh, my God. Well, Tanya Plibersek also waited. Oh, she was pissed. They... Oh, I don't know what she said, but I know that they yeah. weren't told about any no. of this. Oh. She just said, oh, I don't give shit about this. I just need to know when the storm's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. As do people in flood-affected areas. Correct. They've now backtracked and said that this is so petty. The community is welcome to refer to the Bureau any way they wish. Still trying to force that nickname oh, in. Oh, still trying to get in oh, it. Still oh, saying it. Even in a, including referring to us as the bomb. Oh, thanks. <laughs> How generous. We will anyway. But also... I will never call you the Bureau. I'll never call you the Bureau. You will always be the bomb. It's just a bomb. And every single article I read, 
the bomb. None of them. Oh, Every absolutely. Every journalist absolutely. respect the pettiness. Oh, totally. But also the other thing that happened was that, of course, it frustrated all the stuff that weren't let on anything, which led to an expose of a toxic work culture. Shot themselves in the foot. Shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. So they went for a rebrand. And then in the end, I've never before, all I, all I, I mean, as you pointed out now, yes, the layout of that website is terrible. Basically, I'm like, oh, I like that nickname bomb and I get my weather there. Now I know toxic workplace toxic. culture. Because in my mind, it was just one guy in a shed with a satellite dish. Absolutely. Stressed with a calculator. A weatherman. And now I know. In a vest. Yeah. And, yeah. and he's got a pointer, even though I know he's not on television, but I, that's what you need. And if I you're forgave doing him for the shit website. That's right. You know, because it was probably built on like some DOS 90 system. Because I had affection for him because he had a cool nickname. Yeah. Bomb. <laughs> now we know. <laughs> now we know it's a persecuted person. Yes. And the whole, all of them are exhausted and underpaid and overworked. It's got to be, I think it's going to go down in history as one of the it, most profound branding disasters. It could not have gone worse. Or could it for someone else? <gasps> Gary, that's your big oh! moment. This is your big moment. Okay, well, it is. We've, we've exercised, as, as political nerds, we have not touched no. on the supreme clusterfuck that is <laughs> uh, uh, the political situation in the UK. <laughs> and Australia, I mean, we had our times, mm. didn't we, mm-hmm. with prime ministers in, out, in, mm. out, but they have taken it <laughs> to the next level. And obviously we sort of let this slide by, but Liz Truss um, ascended to the prime minister's office uh, not via public vote, of course, uh, after Boris Johnson was sort of given the heave-ho. Yes. Met the Queen. The Queen died the day after. Yeah, exactly. What an entrance. What an entrance. Some would say some foreshadowing there. Oh. <laughs> not a great omen. No. If the Queen dies the day you meet her, like the day after you. Oh, totally. Not and I, one of my favourite tweets in the whole situation was someone saying um, who was PM when the Queen died is going to be a God-tier trivia question in about 30 years, and that is so <laughs> true. That is so true. Yeah, but what was fascinating was she's very, she was very, very conservative, and she always had crazy ideas about um, what to do with the economy and how to fix it that were ridiculous. And when she was on the campaign trail, well, she wanted to become Prime Minister, sort of saying, what I'm going to do is I'm going to solve inflation and every, because I'm going to give enormous tax breaks. How will you pay for it? Well, we will, we will be <laughs> borrow money. So you're going to borrow money to give massive tax breaks to billionaires. That was the plan. And there, and economists, economists were going, <laughs> that wouldn't work. I mean, that, that's crazy. It's that's crazy. crazy. You don't go into the much debt. Thinking, this is just the shit she's saying on the trail. She won't do it. But she got in there. Oh, yeah. She did it. She, she did, did it hard. She did it. She unveiled a budget so shockingly out of touch with what it is to be a British citizen. Yeah, now, yeah. That the markets crashed. Crash. Yeah. If you're dropping a budget that causes a financial crisis... Yeah. Supposedly to help heal the economy. Uh, wild. Yeah. Unprecedented. The pound plummeted. Yeah. Like, normally, it's just it's just never been seen. Yeah. In ever. But also, she was only in there 45 days. Yeah. She's record holder now. Yeah. The long, the, before that, it was George, what's his name, it was there for 125 days and he died of tuberculosis. Yeah. Like he died. Yeah. That's why he got wheeled yeah. out of there. Yeah. 45 days. 45 days. It's just, but the 47-year-old multi-multi-multi-millionaire Rishi Sunak has gone in. And yeah. He's terrifying. Like, I don't, oh, oh, he's I know. terrifying. Yeah, I he's know. He's worth 718 million. He's worth more than the king. I know. I know. Yeah. It feels crazy to me that they, they can't, we can't be, that, that, I don't know, that they can't 
have a general election. And it is one of those situations, obviously, you know, I have a conflicted feeling about monarchy, but my God, why is the king there? If he cannot say, this is a shit show, let's put it to a public vote. Exactly. I mean... It's craziness, but I know that's their whole thing. But is there a limit to how many times the Conservative Party can Mm. replace their leader before the government have to be called in? There surely must be. I just feel, I just, and also the interesting thing is with the Conservative Party, they backed Liz. Mm. Her ideas for the budget Mm. were the Conservative Party's ideas. Mm. So I don't understand, how's it going to change? Yeah, I don't know. No, it's crazy. And then I started seeing this head of lettuce. Oh, <laughs> which is apparently a national obsession in the UK. Yes. Yeah. So the Daily Star, the Economist, the newspaper website Economist in the UK said she will not last longer than a head of lettuce. Mm. And so they decided to set up a webcam mm. literally on a head of lettuce with a blonde wig. Mm. And it was live. You could stream it all the time. Mm. And as the lettuce started to wilt, so did Liz. Mm. And the w- lettuce is still going and Liz mm. is not. Oh. So the lettuce has been crowned. It's got a little gold oh. crown on it. <laughs> oh, no! But the scary thing is it's so Trump-esque. It's so trump The scary thing is she's not that much older than us. Let's no. Just... Neither's he. I He's know. 47. I know. But it's just you can't, like, they're promising, you know, Scandinavian-style tax breaks and lifestyle on American version of taxing people. You can't, it doesn't, anyone with a well, to basic go into understanding. So much debt oh. to give tax breaks is absolutely, I mean, they, we should say that they did retreat. And the other thing about it was. They retreated. Somewhat. They, yeah. But also the British pound, which is always like, our whole lives have always known the British pound mm. is, is worth a lot. And mm. so it was always a killer when you went over to the UK mm. because. The exchange rate was so bad. The British pound crashed. And mm-hmm. it feels like seeing it go down to almost parity with the American dollar feels like, oh, Britain's finally. I mean, there's been it's been on the cards for a while. Brexit. We've had Brexit. We've yeah. had all this sort of things. They're voting themselves into oblivion. And it felt like that was the moment. And just, I mean, I cannot think of a bigger historical belly flop. It's just... Other than the bomb. Other than the bomb. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> thankfully the bomb has slightly less consequence on But not at the moment. Well, true. Not for we us. really need them. Oh, my goodness. And it is, a, as Ben Wasley pointed out to me, our EP, it is a bad time to be a Liz in the UK. Someone on Twitter said to check on Liz Hurley. <laughs> She's fantastic. She's still. amazing. Oh She's my God! Can an wear white day. pants. Absolutely. Bikinis in us. Not that yeah. we celebrate that. Not yeah. that we celebrate that. Yeah. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. <laughs> Just thinking about what's next. The team at Channel 4, you'll recall, brought us the incredibly moving documentary, The Man with the Penis on His Arm. How, how did you feel when your pe- penis fell off? How did you feel when your penis fell off? <laughs> My obsession. And people say I hate men. Should I hate men? I Can I just men. say, did you end up watching it? Can't. I can't get access oh, okay, to it. Oh, okay, right, okay. I remember we talked about it I've a long tried. time, but I was like, hang on a second. I've okay. tried. Well, the team that bought you that yeah. have put together another moving documentary mm. following the trials and tribulations and challenges and triumphs of men with enormous wangs. <laughs> Can I just say, in terms of... Let's just say how much would you pay to rent them? Would you put this, would you rather pay more to rent the man with the penis on his arm or would you pay more for my massive cock? This is Sophie's choice. Again, I've never seen the movie. You just have to pick. Okay, let's just pick one or the other. Which one? You have to pick one. Giant penis. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Why? Why does it appeal to you more? 
just... Hi, gay. <laughs> I think you summed it up. <laughs> the documentary is entitled My Massive Cock. Yeah. I mean... You'd be forgiven for thinking it was agri- agricultural mm. related. Mm. Bats and chickens? Mm. Indeed, no. Mm. It is not. And it has been given four out of five stars in The Guardian. I want to let you know. Mm. And initially I went into this like, oh, this is going to be hilarious. But mm. then I found myself as I researched, I found myself feeling for the men and their enormous penises. Mm. And, of course, the first thing you want to know, obviously, is when you say big, mm. what are we talking here? Yeah. So the biggest one was on a very small man. Mm. He's tiny. How tall? Oh, uh, five foot six. Shorter than me. He weighed nothing, like 65 mm. kilos. Mm. 10.5 inches. Wow. And I quote... I do get lightheaded when fully hard. Mm. <laughs> Don't you laugh. Don't you laugh at the peril. No, it sounds like a giant. <laughs> Don't you laugh. This is horrendous. No, he was giggling. He giggled. To be fair, there is, there's a lot of sniggering and a lot of joking mm. from the dudes. They mm. get it. But also, humour and heart, light and shade, it's allowed. Okay, mm. we can have some nuance in this. But being able to say with a straight face, mm. when I get hard... You know, my dick's so big I almost pass out. Mm. Is, mm. It's an amazing line. Mm. It's an amazing line. One young man, he had, oh, my God. So do you understand eight inches fully erect is 20.3 centimetres? Mm. So this guy's got your standard ruler, this 10.5-inch dude, you know, your ruler, you used to rule your lines in an exercise books in I, primary school. I, I'm familiar with them, The yes. length of a wooden ruler. Yeah. That's how big his penis is. Mm. <laughs> and then there's one poor chap whose penis is 7.5 inches long and 7 inches wide. Now, when I first heard that, I thought that meant it was essentially like a, a, it was like a cube. But in actual fact... <laughs> I thought cube dick too. No, but it, but 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 yes, it yeah. It's still mm, it's still mm, phallic. Mm, yeah. But it's like like a like a flesh room. Meat for vegetarians. You'd be struggling for an or- orifice to place that well, in. They had his girlfriend on with him, and she's a petite queen. We'd have some questions for her, wouldn't we? Oh, I just want to put the microphone straight down to the business end and ask the questions of well, her. There's vulva. plenty of things you could do with that penetration. Did they clarify? They did not clarify. They do do it. So this, really? But yeah. did they say, did they specify that? No, they don't. Of course. They don't go into, but when you read the tweets about it, like people were just genuinely didn't. Were just, mm. Because apparently the first five minutes is mm. just ginormous dicks on mm. display. Mm. Just cock, 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 everywhere I look. Mm. But <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, it's fine. There was some very specific genitals. Uh, Joe, Joe was very specific. He says, I'm a shower. He said, shyly, of the 9.5 inches of schlong clearly visible through even the most carefully designed pants. Mm. <laughs> That's what else that you don't think about, the pants design That's that what you he said. need. I have to spend, we have to spend thousands of dollars a year on specially made pants. One poor guy. What about swimwear? They don't even bother. I mean, What do you, you mean? Well, you, what you, you just swim in, you swim in your... Wetsuit. You'd have to. Well... You'd have to pop... Oh, no, 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 no. You wouldn't be like, <laughs> But this is the thing, right? We can... Laugh about it, but genuinely, you would just look like you had a boner. You were a pervert all the time. Like, that would be shit. Mm. You'd have to just start wearing a full ball gown, like a skirt. You'd have to wear a skirt. Uh, I'd wear a kilt. (laughs) I would. I would fucking wear a kilt. 
Like, shout these blokes kilts. But what happens if there's a strong gust of wind? Well, you can... I mean... Mm, yeah, because if you've got the tent, kilt on... It's like going to be like a fucking tartan tent. <laughs> It's not funny. <laughs> These men have a plight. You just need to be in a full, like, a Dalek Pretty costume. <laughs> wandering around. <laughs> Don't I'll get No, I know oh, I, I love how reverent you're being. No, you, you won't. Hate men. Oh, these oh, people are no. really sad. Let us have a moment of silent, reverent respect and sympathy for incredibly well hung men. No, this does sound like a liability. It is it is. I'm just trying to find something that isn't gonna Can be- I just say if this company the sequel what? Has got to be my massive vagina. My yeah, my massive flaps. vagina. My and then vulva. the third my one vulva. in the trilogy is yeah. <laughs> the combination. It's a dating show. <laughs> How? Come on, Channel 4. <laughs> That's very heteronormative of you. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> my ma- well, that is then the fourth one. <laughs> my massive anus. <laughs> <laughs> These poor men. But I mean, imagine being a bottom and copping a seven inch wide of oh, rubber sheets for life, mate. Like, oh, oh, that'd my be, God, that'd be, oh, be mate, your you'd organs to... would be rearranged. <laughs> anyway, I'm all about Channel 4. We're going to get so much. I can just hear it now. I can see it. Oh, you're making fun. Of men who have genuine struggles, and yes, I'm very sorry for them. But come on, they were laughing. They mm. laugh at themselves. But the thing with Channel 4 is they're trying to make, they also had other titles that appealed to me, Bring Back the Bush. It's another doco they've got there. It's all about pubic hair. I feel that's something you'd be quite passionate 100%. about. I want to work for Channel 4. I love the idea. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine me? I want to narrate the fuck out of this. I think I've made a good case with a couple of my last pictures. Gary, Gary sits down to talk about his massive penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to get pants. I can't wear great tracksuit pants ever, you know. People just think I'm a massive perv because I'm a massive <laughs> cock. Really, Gary, tell me more about your struggles. Is that, fucking... is that you being you as the yeah, host? I've got an English accent. Okay. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what was going on there. I mean, if it were me, be like, oh, mate, show us your big dick. Jesus, that'd be fucked, mate. Tell me more. Yeah, Girl, yeah. And then there'd be a pixelated bit of someone as someone as he takes off his Dalek costume, just hear you go, ah! <laughs> the penis unfairly. <laughs> no, but there was one moment, and I will leave you with this massive cock. So he gathers his female. They put the dude with the seven inch, mm. the biggest one. He's the biggest one, the 30 centimetre primary school ruler sized penis. Mm. And he's sitting at a table with his female friends and he they've had a prosthetic made of his dick so they can appreciate it. And he just brings the dick up from under the table like a reveal, like a mm, duh, mm. and then he just puts it on the middle of the table. But they pixelate out the prosthetic. Mm. It literally looks like a newborn baby is standing on the table. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> Remember the baby Ally McBeal used to imagine? Did you ever watch Ally McBeal? Yeah, of course. It looked like that size, the dancing baby wow. in the middle. But he and his female friends were like, So hang on. God. Are you saying to me that they just showed the past plaster cast? No, no, no. You, got, you get to see his okay, 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 okay. But okay. it would be like there's a consent issue with just whipping off. Okay, yes, no, of course so I understand. This was just so. This was so other people could, could understand appreciate his it. plight. Yeah. And this was Channel 4 bringing gravitas and thought to my mm, massive mm. cock. <laughs> 
And the thing I love about it is that they're literal titles. Mm. I know what I'm, when I'm, I mean, again, you could think this was about chickens, mm. but I wouldn't. Mm. Again, the man with the penis on the arm, bring mm. back the bush, my massive cock. Mm. This is the kind of programming and titling I appreciate. Mm. It's literal. I know what I'm getting. Mm. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, look, as soon as I can access it, I will. But I was so excited to see it. There was a great bit where Channel 4 said they're, they're trying to bring back the voice to the voiceless. What do you think the voice of these penises are? Like? Oh, Straight God. away. Straight away. How do the dicks sound when oh, they talk? Oh, James L. Jones. A king's time as ruler rises and falls like the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you hear? I heard Michael Caine. Hello, my name is Michael Caine. Oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> oh, you're right. What are you doing? Yeah. Let me out. Can't breathe in here. <laughs> oh, my God. Not again, Michael. It's a force to fit today. Don't enough blood. You can pass out, bro. <laughs> and yours is like... Everything the light touches. Step into the light, massive cock. <laughs> Politics, Bureau of Meteorology, Massive Cox, everything covered today. <laughs> oh, we're going to get so many letters and you won't get in trouble and I will. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that is that the sound of impending backlash? Yeah. Oh. You don't care. Well, no, I do. Not really. I don't, I don't think you're going to get it for this though, but then of course maybe it's just because I'm in my bubble of male privilege. Bye-bye. Bye. Was that the end? Yep. <laughs> what an ending. Yeah. This is Emsolation. All right, gang, that's all. Uh, you can address your letters of complaint to Michael Lucas has white male privilege at hotmail.com. <laughs> He's still here. He's still here for the outro. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. Sign up for the newsletter. It's going to be going out twice a week, shorter but more punchy. And if you're in Melbourne, please come to our live show. All the information will be at the Instagram. It's got We've got the big 21st this weekend. We'll be having lots of updates from then. Otherwise, uh, speak soon. Bye. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is a Spotify exclusive podcast recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas and sometimes her eldest daughter, Marcella. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley. Produced by M. Rossiano. Edited by Ezekiel Fenn. With videos by James Henderson. Socials by Marcella Rossiano Barrow. With assistance from Jem Evans, plus cameos from M's dad, Vincy. Get the full Emsolation experience by following us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. Join other Emsolators at the Emsolation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. If you really want to help us out, you could become a patron of Emsolation. Share this podcast with a friend. Give us a five-star rating and make sure you're following us on the Spotify app by actually hitting the follow button. As always, thanks for listening. And we're excited to chat with you again soon. Oh.